and welcome back to the podcast Discipleship in Challenging Times. My name is Peter Morden and I'm from Cornerstone Baptist Church here in what today is sunny Leeds. We continue our journey through Paul's letter to the Philippians. Today we are reading Philippians chapter 1 and verses 12 to 26 and the title of this reflection is My Creed is Jesus Christ. We pray together. We thank you, O Lord, for the way that the Apostle Paul focused on your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Indeed, we thank you for the way that the whole of Scripture, in a very real sense, focuses on him, pointing to him, prophesying the coming of Messiah, celebrating his arrival and teaching about his work. We pray that you would take us deeper into the things of you, deeper into the things of your Son today. Presence yourself by the Holy Spirit with us and help us, we ask. In Jesus' name, Amen. Philippians chapter 1 then, beginning at verse 12. Now I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that what has happened to me has actually served to advance the gospel. As a result, it's become clear throughout the whole palace guard and to everyone else that I am in chains for Christ. And because of my chains, most of the brothers and sisters have become confident in the Lord and dare all the more to proclaim the gospel without fear. It is true that some preach Christ out of envy and rivalry, but others out of goodwill. The latter do so out of love, knowing that I am put here for the defence of the gospel. The former preach Christ out of selfish ambition, not sincerely, supposing they can stir up trouble for me while I am in chains. But what does it matter? The important thing is that in every way, whether from false motives or true, Christ is preached. And because of this, I rejoice. Yes, and I will continue to rejoice, for I know that through your prayers and God's provision of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, that what has happened to me will turn out for my deliverance. I eagerly expect and hope that I will in no way be ashamed, but will have sufficient courage, so that now, as always, Christ will be exalted in my body, whether by life or by death. For to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. If I am going to go on living in the body, this will mean fruitful labour for me. Yet what shall I choose? I do not know. I am torn between the two. I desire to depart and to be with Christ, which is better by far. But it is more necessary for you that I remain in the body. Convinced of this, I know that I will remain and I will continue with all of you for your progress and joy in the faith, so that through my being with you again, your boasting in Christ Jesus will abound 
on account of me. Yet again, amazing, stirring words that are full of life and colour and joy, despite Paul's prison circumstances. I've entitled the reflection, My Creed is Jesus Christ. And that's a phrase that comes from the opening words that Charles Haddon Spurgeon said when his new church building, the Metropolitan Tabernacle, was opened in London in 1861. Spurgeon stood on the platform of the new building and he said this, I would propose that the subject of the ministry in this house, as long as this platform shall stand, and as long as this house shall be frequented by worshippers, shall be the person of Jesus Christ. I'm never ashamed to avow myself a Calvinist. I do not hesitate to take the name of Baptist. But if I am asked, what is my creed? I reply, it is Jesus Christ. So, Spurgeon says he was a committed Calvinist, that is, that he believed in the sovereignty of God. But, he also says, that's not where I take my stand. Spurgeon says in this statement, he was committed to believers' baptism by immersion as the biblical model of Christian initiation. But, he also says, that's not where I'm taking my stand either. I am taking my stand, says Spurgeon, on the name of Jesus Christ. Christ was his focus. Christ was the one who he preached. Christ was his life. And I think we can say from our verses today that Paul would have agreed with him. Once again, remember, he's in chains. He doesn't know for sure whether he'll be released or not. He doesn't know if he'll survive or not. And some people are taking advantage of his perilous situation to stir up trouble for him. Does he focus on those things? I know that I would have been not only tempted to do so, but I think I would have stumbled and fallen in these areas. But Paul doesn't focus on those things. He doesn't descend into self-pity. He doesn't go on the attack against his opponents. No, he focuses on Christ. Verse 20 is key. I eagerly expect and hope, he says, that I will in no way be ashamed, but will have sufficient courage so that now, as always, Christ will be exalted in my body whether by life or by death. Whatever happens, he says, he wants Christ to be exalted. And so he prays for courage. We can imagine him being brought before the Roman authorities. His fear isn't that he'll die. His fear is that somehow he will deny Christ and so be ashamed. He is confident God would sustain him through such a trial, thus enabling him to preach Christ. But that is his concern. We see from the closing chapters of Acts, this is what happens. Paul was brought before the authorities and he was strengthened by the Spirit in his perilous situation to speak for Christ. 
as we think about this, as we think about courage, as we think about the priority of Christ over all of our lives, it may seem a long way from our own life experiences. But actually, I believe it's really practical. And this is where we're going to finish today. Because we do find ourselves in difficult situations, don't we? In our families, in our workplaces, as we live our lives day to day. Let's focus on the workplace today. It may be that you face a difficult meeting when you know you'll be under attack. It may be that you're taking a stand against something unethical, illegal even. It may be that you're graciously calling out racism or sexism, graciously but firmly. It may be that you're standing up for a colleague who's been badly treated. True, you may not be in fear of your life, but you might be in fear of your job. May God give you courage in such moments so that Christ will be exalted. May you focus on Christ so you're able to say, whatever befalls, whatever happens, whatever the outcome here, I am going to speak for Christ. You may not mention Jesus overtly by name, but you will nevertheless be standing for him, behaving in a way that is congruent with your Christian profession. If you do that, then in a small but very real sense, you will be following the Apostle Paul even as he follows Jesus and says, Christ over all, I'm not going to be afraid. I'm going to live my life prioritizing Christ. And wherever the chips may fall, be that as it may. May God strengthen you. May God strengthen me to have that radical commitment to Jesus as the banner over all of our lives. May God strengthen us to, in effect, say, my creed is Jesus Christ. We pray together. Lord, we ask especially today for any who have challenging circumstances, perhaps in the workplace, perhaps in family, in the wider community, and just that desire to prioritise Christ, to live for Christ, not to be afraid, but just to be honest, to be truthful, to be calm, to be gracious. Lord, help us to live for you in every dimension of our lives, not to count the costs, not to heed the wounds, but to live for you and to trust the consequences to you. Help us, O Lord, we pray in this, for we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.